guys, Alexa Curtis here, and you're listening to This Is Life Unfiltered, my weekly podcast on entrepreneurship, being fearless, and inspiring you guys to get out of your comfort zone. I want to thank you guys so much for the positive response I got during episode 85 that aired last week, talking about how to get out of your comfort zone and take the leap. I hope my advice inspired many of you guys to take that leap, whether that's taking a gap year or moving out or meeting new friends, whatever it is. I love hearing your guys' stories and I can't thank you enough. Before I get into this episode, make sure that you're following This Is Life Unfiltered on social media at at T-I-L-U podcast. And if you want to submit or subscribe to the podcast, you can do both at T-I-L-U podcast And if you want to download the This Is Life Unfiltered app, you can do that directly on the app store so that every single week you're woken up at five o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, because I know you guys would love to get woken up by my voice uh, for a new episode. So this week, I love, since it's back to school, having experts on in relative categories to many of you guys who are going back to school. So I've got Janine Delaney on. If you've been listening to my Radio Disney show, Fearless Every Day, you probably heard her daughter, Erin, on a few weeks ago. She's got a really awesome campaign that she started. Erin and I met through Janine. And when I had her on the Radio Disney show, I knew that I wanted to have Janine on social media. If you're not familiar with her, you totally should be. She's got over 2 million Instagram followers. She's been on everything from Fox 5 to Medium to a bunch of different online platforms. And what I really love about her is her authenticity and her passion for truly inspiring people of all ages to be confident in how they feel on the inside and outside is so transparent. And I'll also say she's a psychologist. She's 49. And if you look at her, she literally is like the dream, anything anyone would want to be at 49. So Janine, thank you so much for being here with me today. Are you kidding? I was so excited to meet with you. And I had such a wonderful time uh, out in LA when Erin and I came to visit you for Radio Disney. So thank you for having me as your guest. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm really excited to talk to you as well because on the topic of body image, this just right off the bat is something that so many young women struggle with. I've struggled with that. I think just people, even men and women are struggling with this. So let's start from there. Explain your journey to becoming so confident in your own skin. Sure. That's a great question. And I'm really glad that you asked it because I do think it was one of the primary reasons that I started even going on social media, I'm not expecting to see such amazing results and, and response. But so I will be, I'm glad you said I was 49 because that will only be for about two more weeks. I am <laughs> celebrating <laughs> my 50th birthday. If you're in New York, oh, um, you're more than time. welcome to come <laughs> uh, the first week of September. But I started uh, posting on, on social media, really, it was only about two years ago, a little over two years ago. And one of the main reasons I did it is as a mom of teenagers, I was seeing a lot of what was being put out there on social media. And I felt a bit uncomfortable about it. There were a lot of uh, shots of you know young, young girls and guys, and everything was very, very looks-based. And I I get that. Everybody wants to look good. Um, I'm no different. But I just felt like as an older person, I realized that being fit should really be about feeling good and living a good lifestyle and having energy and health and not so much about what you look like because everybody looks different. And and what looks good to one person may look good to another person. So we should not be our own worst enemies. We should embrace the things that make us different and make us unique. And I've tried to do that um, 
as I get older, right? I, I obviously don't look the same. My body doesn't look the same like I did when I was younger, but I'm okay because I have many different other advantages now as an older person that I didn't have as I was younger. So I'm really hoping that through the messages I spread on social media, that girls are able to kind of just feel more confident in, um, you know, their imperfections because we all have them. There's no such thing as being perfect. And, and I think it, it has really made an impact. I get messages all the time, makes me feel really good and, you know, gives me even more confidence that we should all be this way. I love that. So you have one daughter, right? No, I actually have two. So you met Erin and Erin is going to be a high school senior. And then I have another daughter. Her name is Coach and she is a high school sophomore. Oh my gosh. So that age right there, I feel like is the most difficult age. I remember being in high school and being dealing and struggling with so many things. So obviously it's got to be quite unique for someone's mom to have 2 million Instagram followers like, like you do. Did you ever really expect your platform to grow like it has? I really didn't. And it, and I will be honest that I, I was insecure myself. So when I first started posting, I was always a very fit person and I posted a lot about fitness, but I was insecure to tell people about my age. And I was, one day I was filming with a photographer and I told him how old I was. And he said, are you kidding me? How do you not tell people that? Like, that's what makes you who you are. And that's what makes you unique. People think once you hit a certain age that everything's over and you're the opposite. So that's when I really started to be a lot more vocal about my age. And that's when I really saw a big explosion in my follower base because I was getting responses from not just women my own age who would say things like, wow, you know, I'm 40 and I just had my third kid and I thought that I would never be fit again, but I see you and you give me hope. That was one, one group of women. But then I also get messages from a lot of young girls who say, you know, you're such a great role model because I see what you do with your life and it makes me want to be that way as, as I get older. And so, no, I didn't expect this at all. It's been quite a whirlwind. Uh, but I will tell you that it has helped me as well kind of solidify who I am as a person because the more you share with others and the more you're confident in front of other people, it starts to build your own, your own confidence. So I think that um, it, it's worked out well for me and I hope I can continue to have as much momentum as I had the last two years on the social space. Agreed. And you also have a full-time job besides this, which is really incredible because you know, growing a platform on social media and also having a job on the side is not the easiest thing to do, but you seem to do it so effortlessly. Well, you don't see me sometimes when I'm in my PJs on my computer at one in the morning. <laughs> it's not always effort, trust me, effortlessly, but, um, it's, it's, I do have a full-time job and I think that's a surprising fact that most people don't always know about me, but I, I have a PhD in industrial psychology and I've worked in the profession for over 20 years and really fitness and lifestyle was something that was a hobby for me. So, yeah. So at what point did you start posting on social media and start seeing that you were getting a really big response? I think I started posting, like I said, it was a little over two years ago and I started posting exercise videos. And then the one thing that is a little unique about me is I, 
I have the jump rope skills. So I'm very, very big into jump rope. And the reason that was so important to me is that as a mom, a career mom who travels for both social media work and for corporate work, sometimes it's not easy to get a workout in. So I started to learn how to jump rope and I became really good at it. And I've been named the jump rope queen. So for all of your listeners who want to pick up a really fun cardio, because if you're like me and you don't like running, jump rope is a great way to put on some tunes and move your body. And the amount of fat burn and calorie burn when you do jump rope is really like no other. It's an intense workout. And and then in addition, you're also working your upper body. So you're getting so many benefits. And that was really how I started to kind of get noticed a little bit was, was through, um, you know, just through the jump, the jump rope efforts. And then I've also connected with a lot of really great people. And as you mentioned earlier, I've had a chance to jump rope on television, but I also write articles for a lot of health and wellness magazines. So it's just been through the collaboration of a lot of awesome people like yourself who have given me opportunities to, to talk about what I do and what I believe in. Yes. Great segment. I will say everyone listening, make sure you watch this because I'm such a huge fan of jump roping as well. And that really inspired me to go to the gym and literally jump rope. But as a mom and an online influencer, Janine, what are you seeing kind of trend wise in social media? And, you know, is there stuff that you're seeing that's positive and negative with your daughters? Well, so that's a great question. And what I, what I do know is as, as an influencer working, working with brands, I do see that there is a, a positive change in what, what I'm going to consider the authenticity of, of people like myself. And I think that when social media really started up and coming, there, there were a lot of people who were just uh, posting things that, you know, because it was a job for them and weren't necessarily authentic. And I, and I understand that, but I think that the movement kind of has changed where people are savvy and they understand that, you know, they have to be careful about who they're watching and what they're promoting. And so I do think that people like myself, I did not work with any brands for at least a year. I didn't do this because I had in the back of my mind that I was going to make money off of it. I did it because it's a true passion and love for me. And the brands that I work with are really brands that I myself use. They are brands, um, that like quest nutrition, I've eaten their protein bars for 10 years and you know, the cross rope jump rope, that's something I do. So I think that people are getting more savvy. And I think that, um, it's easier to kind of differentiate the influencers who are telling stories because they truly believe in them versus the people who are not. And so I think when my daughters are watching social media, they can kind of pick up on that and, and, you know, get, get better information. And then I also think the other trend that I've been seeing is um, people um, are just really trying to show, I would say in the fitness area, at least like transformational information because it's motivating. So instead of having the booty shot, which is like the gym selfie, I see a lot more and more of I'm posting this selfie, not because I'm trying to show off or brag, but because I want to have some sort of you know, benchmark of where I was today. And then I work out hard and I diet and I exercise. And in six months, this is what I look like. So I think people are starting to finally use social media, uh, social media as more of like an ins inspirational platform instead of necessarily 
um, just kind of showing off, which, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. You know, I think it, and I agree with you and I think that it certainly goes both ways. And this younger generation is so used now to seeing that Kardashian type body image and, and what a lot of people post on social media that I personally don't necessarily think is the best for young people to be seeing. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, the, the one thing that has been bothering me lately is there's all this, how do I describe it? There's a focus on, I'm going to call it lux because I don't know what else to call it. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, the, the fast cars and like all these expensive pocketbooks. And so that bothers me because I think that um, it's great to see people that have all these wonderful things that have worked hard for them. But I also think that it sets kind of like an unrealistic view for many young people. And um, they, they sh- you know, they need to look at like what's realistic, what their goals are. And sometimes when young people see those things and they can't achieve them, it, it can start to like cause a cycle of depression. And so that, that's been bothering me a little bit. I agree. And I mean, now there's proven studies that social media is act, actually affecting kids and their mental health. It, it, there are. And so I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I actually wrote an article um, that was inspired by you <laughs> called, called, um, and, and I, I'm pretty sure um, I, I will share it. It was published in Women's Health Magazine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was exactly speaking to that issue. And um, so for, for your listeners, like I will, I will say that I, when I, you and I first met, um, you, I was so impressed by you because you reminded me of an older version of my daughter who is so much about like building people up and being a unique version of themselves. So you know, the first time I saw anything about you, I was like immediately pulled into who's this girl. And this is great. And she's the younger version of me. She's trying to spread the same message, but she's so young and yet she's so wise. I was not anywhere near as wise as you when I was your age. Trust me. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it didn't, you don't become like this overnight. I went through so much, I guess, to get to, you know, to where I am now. But I mean, what advice would you have for people out there who are, who are struggling with, dealing with body image issues and struggling with feeling insecure? So the article that I wrote tied in a lot to that, which was, was kind of the use of social media as it relates to self-esteem. And I think that people who are suffering, young people and, and older people, people of all ages that are suffering from these sort of self-esteem issues, there is a direct correlation between their use of social media and um, self-esteem. And, and I'm not telling everyone to get off social media because that's what I do and I want people to watch. But I, I think it's very important that you use it in a healthy way and a constructive way instead of, um, you know, a, a, a self-depreciating um, way. And so, you know, one of the things I suggest is that you should really kind of stop, on, you should stop following people that are making you feel bad about yourself you know, try to follow people like you, follow people like me, people that are uplifting and tell you that it's okay not to be perfect. Um, there's also, you know, a time and a place for the use of social media. So a lot of people will have their phone with them 24 seven, and then they won't socialize, they won't do homework, they might be distracted at work. So we make a rule in my house that um, on Sundays, we put away the phone. Can't have a phone. I know that's a little radical for some people. No, I started doing that too, and it absolutely changed my life. I'm not even kidding. It does, right? Yeah, 100%. 
you, you just need that. And nothing, nothing that is there on Saturday night when you go to bed is going to go away by Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, it will, it will be there. And, um, and then what we also do is at dinner time when we're together as a family, you know, we shut off our phone and just give ourselves an hour, um, an hour to do that. But those are, those are ways in which you can, you know, try to kind of not fall into the trap of, of social media, um, affecting your self-esteem, but there are so many positive things that social media can do for you. If you connect with the right people who uplift you, I love my follower base. I am, people are surprised because they will message me and say, is this really Janine? Is this her manager? And like, no, that's me. I'm like up every night. I respond to DMS. I enjoy that. And, um, through a really, you know, good network of other people on social media, whether you're a high school kid or someone in college or someone in their early thirties, connecting with the right people can be such an uplifting experience. So, that can definitely be um, a positive. But for girls who are struggling with confidence issues, I think it's so important that they really try. And I know this is said all the time and it's so not easy to do, but they really have to try to stop focusing on what society is considering ideal because that changes, right? If you go look at, if, if you look at the history generations of what was attractive as far as the female form, it started out with like the Toogie generation where you were 90 pounds and then goes into, you know, um, more athletic body types and then to more curvaceous. So if you kind of look at the history of what was attractive, you can see that even society changes its mind. So why would you feel like you have to live up to a specific image that is a static point in time that's constantly changing? Be who you are. Embrace what you have that's different and unique. And if you can really go forward in life with that mentality, you're going to hold your head high and you're going to be just a much more positive, productive person. I love that. You quoted something in a Medium article too where you said, sometimes you have to take control and not feed into bullies just like you did in high school. Don't Mm. let them win. Did you ever struggle with any bullying when you were growing up? (gasps) It was terrible. I did. So I have a funny story for you. No one would ever believe this. Well, I was a ballerina. So I was always athletic, but in a ballerina-ish kind of way, right? Mm -hmm. Ballerinas are very aware of their body. They don't want to get hurt. They're very conservative. So when I was in grade school, nobody wanted me on their their sports team. We We would have gym and they would, the coaches would say, okay, split up. You're the captain. You're the captain. Go ahead and pick your classmates. And poor Janine would be sitting there. At the end of the choosing, and no one wanted me on their team. So, I mean, that's probably hard for people to believe because I'm really athletic. Um, but that's just how I was. And yeah, I was, I was made fun of a lot. I was a very, very good student. My nickname was Goody Goody. Um, I definitely didn't fit in. And I have given my daughters this advice, and I love this advice, and I think it has worked good for them. What I say to them is you don't want to fit in. Your job is to try to not fit in. You know why? Because fitting in is boring. Fitting in means that you're like everybody else and you don't want to be like everybody else. So you want to be the person who's wearing the different outfit, who has 
a comment that is a little bit different than what other people are conversing with in the group. And I've lived my life that way. And despite the bullying, I always did what I wanted. I never gave into it. I never succumbed. It was difficult, but it definitely made me very confident and aware of who I was as a person. That's such great advice. And I I wish that more parents thought like that. That's my biggest issue. And when people, Uh especially parents, you know, ask, how do they talk to their kids about this or this? The biggest thing is to just start the conversation young and also be so open about it. I mean, it seems like you created such a easy and approachable place to talk. And I think that's really all you can do as a parent. The worst thing you can do is not talk. Right. Of course. So for parents who are listening who might be wondering, how do they talk about bullying or cutting or sexting, whatnot, what is your advice for them? I have always had an open relationship with my daughters, and you never know how any of your parenting skills turn out because the first child is always your first experience. I always say I'm new to this. I've never done it before. Uh, but I've just gone with my intuition about what felt I approach parenting as if I have experiences to share um, and this is somebody that I want to you know, benefit from that, but they also are their own person. So I have just always talked about my own experiences. I, Even though I am a working mom, uh, one of the best things parents can do is to make time to be with their child because what that does is it starts to build that relationship of trust. So when they do have something that they need to ask you, they know that you're there for them. And that's not always easy. So moms who are not working moms and are with their kids all, all the day, all, all the time, you would think, oh, that would be easier for them because they're around their kids. But it's not because moms who are with their kids are, I know I do it, driving around, doing errands. You're not really spending quality time. Working moms, on the other hand, we have very limited time with our kids. So as a working mom, I always made a point every night when my kids were little, we really just stopped this a year ago. And I would lay down in bed with them and just kind of like, okay, it's quiet, it's dark, and let's talk about how your day was. And they would do that. And so when these awkward conversations needed to happen that um, another parent might not know how to start... I was fine with it because I had a chance every day to speak with my kid and they felt like they could speak openly to me. Yeah, that's so important. And I like that you said that you would do it at the end of the day because I think it's great to start at the beginning of the day, but also at the end of the day because then as a parent, you get a better sense of, you know, if anything came up during the day that could have affected them. Absolutely. Right. So, so I, I still sometimes can't believe what I've been doing and how much I've been doing. And um, I do have a lot of energy. I will say that. And I'm one of those people that I thrive on challenges. So I, I love to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. And when I first started doing social media, I really did think it was just going to be kind of like a hobby thing. And maybe I would have a few thousand followers. But, you know, something that I enjoy doing. And it's just become so much more. So yes, I'm at the point where I'm juggling my corporate job, I'm juggling social media, followers, relationships with brands, media, raising kids, um, and, and not to mention we're building a new house right now. So it's been a really, really crazy year. Um, 
I am a very organized person and um, I'm structured, but that doesn't mean that I am not flexible and I can't have fun because every once in a while I throw caution to the wind and I'll go out and do something crazy. I think everyone needs to do that. But as far as balance is concerned, my biggest piece of advice to people is you need to work hard and play hard. And, you know, you can't be all about work, can't be all about having fun. You need to sit down and think about what is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then you have to have some sort of organization and plan around it. And the same thing really applies to exercise. So people will ask me, how do you go to the gym? When do you have time? My answer is, I don't. I really don't. But you know what? I make time. I put it in my calendar. It's like a meeting. I know corporate work in the morning, run out in the afternoon, go to the gym, social media work in the afternoon, whatever that would be. But structure and organization is so helpful to me uh, in just creating the balance and being able to do everything I want to do. That, you know, that's my first piece of advice. And then my second piece of advice is that you have to realize um, that nothing you ever try to do, Rome wasn't built in a day. So when I approached the whole social media world, yes, it was very intimidating to see all these people with large followings and huge networks. And I'm this little person thinking that, you know, maybe that's going to be me someday, but how do I get from A to Z? And you can't even worry about that. When you have a passion and you have a drive, the best thing, and I know you know this, Alexa, the best thing you can do is just take that leap of faith. Think about what you want to do. Be cautious, be strategic, but don't let the fear hold you back. Just go for it. Yes, I agree. And I really live by that. And I think a lot of people, though, struggle with obviously doing that. And especially, you know, when people are wanting to do something relating to body image or kind of body empowerment, you have to be especially confident to put yourself online. And even Janine, in the way that you do it always impresses me. Thank you. And, you know, speaking about bullying, so I've been bullied on, on social media, um, which is so weird. <laughs> I just, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's a really interesting phenomenon. So when I was growing my page and I had, um, I don't know, maybe 200 to 500,000 followers, I had a lot more hate and negative comments. And then once, once I got to maybe like a million followers, I, it kind of stopped so, it, which is odd. And as a psychologist, like what that kind of tells me is people are trying to like knock down people that they think they can. And, you know, that, that's, that's, that's very cruel. And, um, it was bullying by like, um, things like maybe commenting on my physique that I looked like a man. I was too muscular. I I'm five, two, and I weigh 115 pounds. I'm not, I do not look like a man, but it's hurtful when you see those things. And, um, that's been something else that I, even as a grown woman, I've had to have the strength to say, you know what? I don't care. And I will not engage. I would block those people. Now, fortunately, I don't get that anymore. Um, and I just think it's because uh, maybe I've earned some respect to some extent, or maybe I've not, um, engaged with those people. So people know that they can't do that. I'm so surprised, I guess not really surprised, but also surprised and frustrated to hear that people are bullying anyone who's doing so much positivity and spreading so much. How do you reply to those kind of people? I'm a believer in not replying. Um, I, I just, I feel like, and I tell this to my kids also because 
my husband even does it. He gets in these texting conversations with people and it's almost like a little fight. And I say, don't do that. It's it, the worst thing. Text is great. It's a form of communication, but when there's emotions involved, you can't text people. So when people have commented negative things, um, what I have done is I basically just delete it because I feel that if I feed into it, if I acknowledge it, whether it's in a defensive way or, you know, it's, it's in a way to, to um, stick up for myself or criticize them back, I feel like I'm just feeding into the negative behavior. So I would just rather not address it and not show that person. I don't think they're worth energy and I don't think anybody should be investing any energy in someone who's being mean. Agreed. And easier said than done when it comes to social media. But if people can realize that anyone who's putting anyone else down is doing it because they're obviously insecure, I think it makes getting over any kind of bullying a little bit easier. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what, you know, always has to go in the back of your mind when somebody is doing something hurtful to you. What you have to remember is that person is probably having their own struggles and their own issues. And the only reason they would even do any of that, and that's not an excuse, they still shouldn't be. But the only reason they're doing it is that somehow it's making them feel better. So, um, it's not directed at you per se. You may have been the victim of it, but they would be able to find fault with anybody. So Janine, what is your end goal when it comes to your social media page and where would you like to see it in the next five to 10 years? Ooh, that's a great question. And I've thought about that frequently. Um, one of the things that I want to continue to do is more events and networking. I find those so rewarding. So I've done several events where I've taught exercise classes or just done uh, meet and greets with people who follow me. And I have just made amazing friends along the way and just left me with a big smile on my face. So I, I will be at the Olympia in Vegas this September and I'm hoping to meet up with some of my followers. I've, I've met quite a few of my followers when I travel. I always reach out to people and tell them I'm in town. And, and that's just been great. So the number one thing is to just continue to network and, um, you know, to, to do events. And the second thing, which as a businesswoman is, is just the whole business end of digital marketing, because there's so many people who are doing things in the space right now that, um, probably aren't always the most qualified or don't have the best intentions. Some of the best practices about creating authentic messages and really finding a way to tell their story to, to their fan base and let it resonate with them and not always approaching their brand as, you know, from the sales generation perspective, but from the just authenticity and making people want to follow and listen to their message because it's adding value. And I think that if more and more influencers and brands are able to do that and just create value through what they're offering, they're, they're going to just organically and naturally get interest, which is what they all want. So my next direction as far as that would be kind of venturing out more into the business arena in that area and helping other influencers and brands to learn what I have learned myself. When it comes to social media followings and kind of that numbers game, you've grown such a large following and you've managed to remain so humble and authentic. Do you think that you can grow the kind of following that you've grown overnight? Like, is that overnight sensation a real thing? 
So it, it may appear that it was an overnight because it was quick. It was quick. But I don't think that anybody can realistically feel that you can just start to post and grow um, such a, a loyal fan base in such a short amount of time without really investing time and thought into your messaging. So I do get asked that a lot from people that message me and say, like, how did you do that, Janine? You know, I have this message and I, I want to share it. And so my biggest piece of advice to them is, you know, don't rush it. Take time and sit back and think about why are you unique? What do you have to offer maybe that somebody else doesn't have to offer? And how are you going to share that with people so they really relate to you? Um, it's something that can be done definitely, but it would be remiss to think that it, there wasn't time, effort, and thought that really needs to go in, into doing that. Where can everyone find more about you on social media? Of course, I would love for any of your listeners who want to say hi, I promise I will get back, say, message me on Instagram and say, hi, I heard you on Alexa's show. I've had that happen when I've been on some other podcasts and radio shows. You can find me on Instagram, my name, Janine, J-A-N-I-N-E underscore Delaney. And if you Google my name, Janine Delaney, you're going to find my website and it will link you into all the good stuff, my YouTube, uh, my press releases, articles I've written. But would love, would love to hear from you know anyone who has questions or just even wants to say hi. Yeah, I definitely encourage all of you guys to check out the Fox Five segment. That was so awesome with jump roping, and I mean, I love the fact that you make exercising actually fun. You will love your your viewers if you're into exercise or anything that you know moving your body. You're going to love my exercise videos because I promise you, I'm not in a black hoodie. I don't look miserable. I'm smiling. We're outdoors. We even use a drone. We're at the beach. They're really fun to watch. You'll, you'll see how much I enjoy it. I agree. Well, Janine, you are an inspiration, and I'm so excited to see where you end up in the next five years. And I really appreciate your authenticity and passion for what you're doing. It truly shines through on all of your pages. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you. So it was my honor to, to um, be able to speak to all, to all your listeners also. And I'm so glad that we met. Uh, you too. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you feel empowered and inspired to get in the gym just to be healthier. I don't ever encourage anyone to go to the gym and I don't think Janine does either to you know necessarily lose weight or anything. I just think working out in general makes you such a happier person and that's really why I exercise. So yes. follow Janine on social media as well as myself at at Alexa underscore Curtis. And if you didn't hear Janine's username, it's Janine underscore Delaney, and I will link it all below so that you can also Beautiful. directly find everything that she's doing um, right there. And also some, I, I see even some stuff about your new house. Like I'm going to check that out after, <laughs> after this episode. Okay. Um, but again, hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and continue to live life unfiltered. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.